Ladies and gentlemen, look at talk. New episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of Liquor Talk. It's your pod boss, Victor. And today we got a great podcast to join us today in store today for you. So go ahead and get those drinks poured up because remember, the more you drink, the better I sound. And ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna meet our guests in a moment. But first, I gotta give a salute to my dog. Dewan J for sponsoring this episode. Look at Talk is being brought to you by Before They Kill Me, The Premonition. It's a raw and emotional spoken word project by Dewan J in anticipation for his album that's coming out this fall. The Premonition is out everywhere, wherever you get your music at, ladies and gentlemen. So go ahead and check that out. And thank you, Dewan, for sponsoring what's known as the final rounds of season three. Because we are bringing season three to a close. And um, this is the first of two episodes, which are the final rounds of season three. And join us today, podcasting with us today, is the host of the Don't Be Pressed podcast, Devin and Morgan. How you ladies doing tonight? Oh, we are oh, doing we're great. Doing what an intro. <laughs> oh, my God. You got me excited. Thank you, thank you. I know. <laughs> and um, by the way, I appreciate y'all for having me on y'all podcast, by the way. Um. Look forward to when that drops. So when's that drop? In October, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna wait a while to hear yours truly on their podcast, but it was a dope conversation. So like I said, I do appreciate y'all for having me on. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm happy to make guest appearances. So why don't y'all tell the people a little bit about the Don't Be Pressed podcast? Sure. Um, so, Morgan, please jump in anytime. <laughs> I will. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. Uh, we have been best friends for 10 years. And basically, we used to have these long, in-depth, interesting conversations, like, on the phone. Um, just, you know, talking as best friends. Thought, you know, we should open this up um, to create voices for our younger selves, talking about things that we struggle with as preteens, teens, and young adults, and transitioning into adulthood. Um, so thus was born the Don't Be Press podcast. Exactly. We found that it was helpful for all those age groups and then age groups beyond us because they were like, oh my God, you guys are so, like, you're so honest. Like, we just have brutally honest conversations about uh, mental health, about uh, what's going on in the world, uh, sports-wise, pop culture-wise, mm-hmm. um, race relations-wise, and it's been great. It's, just, it's been fun. It's been an uh, opportunity to meet guys like BJ, so we're just excited. Yeah. That's real. That's real. So I've heard that story a lot from a different live podcasters that say that uh, their podcast just basically started with long talks with friends and stuff. So at what mm-hmm. point did you? So what conversation y'all just had that just said, we need to start a podcast? I had gotten into podcasts um, in 2019, listening to them. I had one planned for every single day. And I was like, oh, I talked about this with Morgan yesterday, or we talked about this here, but we have a different perspective because we're younger or we're two black women and we're millennials and we can bring a different spin to it just because it's us. So that kind of made me want to do something that was different. That was just us that we could put our own spin on something. Um, And I was happy that I had someone to do it with. Yeah, that and all, and also as well, like Devin and I in college, we both were in mentor like positions where we were constantly giving advice to people that were younger than ourselves, but that looked yeah. with us. And so we thought that podcasting would be a great opportunity for individuals who needed help, like leasing a car or how to prepare for um, a standardized test to get into their career field, like those types of things. And just like relationship advice, we felt mm-hmm. like we could do that through the podcast because we were already doing it in real life. Exactly. That's real. That's real. That that's so real. Everybody needs some great advice. So, what university y'all repping? Oh, I, Devin, Devin, uh, Devin got the clout, but I'm gonna go first. No, no, no. no. She, I uh, don't um, do that. Go first. I um, I, I attended undergrad at Michigan State University, and I just finished my graduate degree at Southern University. Yes, for you finishing at a HBCU. That's what we yeah. like to hear. Thank you. Yes, Thank man. you. I'm glad you know. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I represent my HBCU all day, and also I rep for all the HBCUs, not just the one. I, uh, of course, one got my heart, but I still show love to all of them. I'm happy when I'm hearing my black folks um, coming out of HBCUs that people just they they sleep on HBCUs. They definitely yeah. do. Yep. They sleep I- on them, 
And they love to show up at homecoming though. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm so not gonna lie. <laughs> Facts only. Um yes. I graduated right. from the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. And I actually just applied literally two days ago now um, for grad school. So we're waiting. Okay. is an Ivy League grad. She's, right. yeah, we don't need to do this. <laughs> okay. Blessed okay. to get in, blessed to come out. <laughs> okay, Ivy League grad, we're going we're gonna to hope and believe that you're going to get in there. You know what I'm saying? We get in there. You got the big things. We get in there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, now I see y'all been on a bit of a podcasting break, so I do appreciate y'all for coming on Look and Talk in the midst of y'all podcasting break. Oh, I was of course, you to come on and you do all the work, and we don't have to do any work, so we're we're happy. <laughs> Anybody listening with a podcast want us to guess? We'll do that. No, I'm just absolutely. <laughs> hey, yours truly will guess as well. You look, y'all listen. By the way, you know what I'm saying. So, book book all of us if you're gonna book somebody. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so on y'all last episode, what what y'all want people to know? What, what's one of the biggest misconceptions about starting a business that um people that y'all learned by doing y'all podcast? I would say one of the biggest things I guess was a shock for me was just like the amount of money you need and learning how to take advantage of the free software and opportunities that there are to catapult you into making money where you can't expand after. Yeah, I think that when um, we're in an age where like information is easy to access. And so individuals believe that, you know, I can live off free game. We know you can't live off free game. You know what I mean? Like it's it's mm -hmm. it's gonna take more than that. Like it's gonna take a it's gonna take some money and it's gonna take a lot of time. You figuring out how to work Canva, how to we were just talking about StreamYard versus Zoom and like we're still learning things. So um being prepared for the fact that like you're going into a business. No business is no there's no such thing as an easy business, especially if you want to no. be crazy. and building one from scratch, especially um with all of the other business out there, you have to you know, really put your whole being into it. Like it's like your child. <laughs> yes, your business is definitely like your child. Hell, I learned that from podcasting shit because <laughs> you just can't have anybody and everybody on your platforms. You know what I'm saying? No exactly. shade to anybody that's been on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy for all my guests, but you know what I'm saying? You, you take pride in who you want to recruit and want to have on because... You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure y'all have had people hitting y'all, sliding y'all DMs and sliding y'all emails saying, hey, let's do a podcast together. And you go to their platform or whatever their, their business and you're like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Brand consistency you. is important. Exactly. And that's when you're starting off, it's so important, but it's also so hard to maintain because you're trying to get your feet. Exactly. You're trying to figure out how far do I want this? Um, how far is my target audience? Like, how far do I want to expand upon like this, this uh, avatar that I've built of my customer that I'm trying to, you know, that I'm trying to serve. So mm -hmm. I think it can get very complicated. It, but I think once again, if you love what you do, like you clearly love what you do. Like I can tell in your voice, like you love what you do. And it makes it easy. And for us, like you came on ours, we love what we do. Like we we love the opportunity to be able to, you know, talk to these young black girls because we feel like it was nobody talking to us. So mm -hmm. no a why, it makes it easier. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, it definitely does because it's like, um, what like I said, um, I love talking to black people in general, black women, black men. I like talking to my people of color because I know that's gonna be the ones riding for us. You know what I'm saying? They, exactly. That's the one thing about black yep. people. If it's good, they gonna ride for it. So you know what I'm saying? You gotta bring it on every episode. That's why I have to bring it because you know what I'm saying? I got um, my black folks. They gonna hit play on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. Nothing against the other races of people. We got love for y'all, but you know exactly. what I'm saying? But nothing like that black love though. Okay. Exactly. So what did y'all um stand with the last episode y'all recorded? So what what's the craziest thing y'all saw somebody wear on a first date? And I bet y'all I could probably top y'all on what I've seen somebody wear on a first date. Oof, what they wore? Ooh. Yeah, because there there had to be a reason when y'all put in there what to wear on a first date as one of the topics. <laughs> because I felt like maybe somebody didn't didn't wear something appropriate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, go ahead. I, I got. I was gonna say. Um, I mean, this wasn't that bad. It was just 
making sure you fit the occasion. Like I was in high school and I think, and I think I'm pretty sure it was my first date and it was in February and the guy had on shorts and was complaining about being, yes, he was black also. Cause I know that's going to be a question. And he was complaining about being cold the whole time. So, you know, that didn't go far. Was this date in Florida? No, this date was in Detroit, Michigan in February. <laughs> so, okay. exactly. Uh, it don't make sense to me because I live in Florida. Shorts in February in Florida probably makes sense. Yeah. But I know Michigan. No. Probably no, no. five degrees or something. <laughs> it, yeah. It, February? I mean, it's the, that's snow, the snow, ice. That's the like. That's, that's when snow not cute no more. Exactly. That's when it's slush. Like, it's, it's not fun. Nasty. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's stupid. Um, I feel like, um, I'm scared. Well, I, I was gonna say I'm scared to say, but I feel like the worst thing that you can do on a, as far as like wearing clothes is like something that you're really insecure about. Everybody knows what they're insecure about physically, right? Wearing something that, uh, like embellishes everything that you're insecure about. So, yeah. Yes. Like so. I mean, if you're if you're like a person who's like, I don't like my arms. Like, you probably shouldn't wear like a dress that's like got your arms, like a halter dress, right? They got your arms all exposed, and like now nah, I can really focus on your arms, and you self conscious about your arms, so you holding your arms, and so yeah, that's, that's fidgeting. Yes, yes, that's real. That's real. All right, the worst thing I saw somebody wear. And you know what's so funny? It's we're in the middle of cancer season, and this chick just happens to be a damn cancer. Oh, you don't mess with cancers? No, no, it's not, it's not, it's no shade to not mess with cancers, but this chick just had to be a cancer. And I thought about it, I said, damn. This I would think about this, and she was a goddamn cancer too. This girl, we're in October, right? October in Florida. Um, I had just got my car, so I was like, hey, you wanna be the first person riding my car? I was like, yeah, so. She comes in my car in a damn bikini, and we go on the damn Red Lobster. You lying? <laughs> no lie, a fucking bikini. Like, I looked at that and said, "I what I should have did." Uh, me now, me older, me now. Why should I should have said this is gonna be Netflix and chill? Because you clearly not dressed for a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, you you had to you had to think on your feet with that one. We yeah, not going to the restaurant no more. You know she's not trying to go out to eat because you in a bikini. You want to go swimming? You, you, you want to go to the pool? You want you want to just get a bottle and we go to the pool? See, 20, me at me at 22 went thinking like that, you know what I'm saying? Me at 22 was just dumbfounded and just had to be out with a damn girl. Me now, I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. Like, you want to just go to the pool? You want to go to the beach? You want to go swimming? What? what? So what would you do? We end up going, but it was one of those things is, yeah, you only get one date. <laughs> I'm screaming. Um, <laughs> so wait, did she change or did she not change? She didn't change. So she's sitting there Red Lobster with the bikini on. Yes. She's sitting there Red Lobster with the bikini on. Wait, first of all, it's cold in Red Lobster. Okay. Second, women take, I don't know one woman that doesn't take, like, Five minutes to think about what they're putting on, especially on the first date. I'd be going and, through, yeah, and hey, bro, your room look a tornado. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know they're not coming back to the house on the first night because the room is a tornado, right? Because you're trying to figure out something to wear, exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, god damn. And also, what that told me is this is what the fuck she think of me. I'm like, god damn. I done brought out, I done let her take a new, take her, I done took her for the ride in the new whip, got her flowers and stuff. I'm like, damn, this is what you think of me? Damn. Yeah, flowers, holding the flowers with her bikini. <laughs> I guess everybody doesn't deserve chivalry. Yes, that's why chivalry is dying if we all <laughs> know by now. It's like, it sucks that it, it's the way it is. It sucks that the rotten apples have just spoiled chivalry, but it's, that's just the way it's getting to be. Yeah, it's a dead sport. Yes, it's dead. So, to my people out there, if you find somebody showing you chivalry, squeeze them, lock, put a cuff on their ass because chivalry <laughs> is nowadays. 
But ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. The more you drink, the better I sound. So go ahead and pull up them drinks if you haven't done so already. And if you're at a bar, let's be sure to tip your damn bartender if you're at the bar listening to Look at Talk. You know what I'm saying? But if you're <laughs> driving and stuff, please do not be drinking because I'm not about to be responsible for no damn DUI. And once again, shout out to Before They Can Kill Me, Mr. Dewan J of the Grown Man Logic Podcast for sponsoring this episode. I got these ladies podcasting out of Michigan um, for, for the don't be press podcast so tell me what's pressing y'all today oh god what is not pressing me today but oh um, you gotta go ahead go first (laughs) i feel like um what's most pressing is just like i'm in the middle of a move so that that's extremely pressing like you know getting everything uh getting everything ready putting everything in the car getting all the you know the bureaucratic stuff Just adulting, man. Adulting is like I was an adult already, but like when you start talking about insurance and the different types of insurance, I feel like that's when you know, like, there's no going back. There's no going back at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, I totally agree with you on that. I was like, sometimes now I'm a good driver, I'm a safe driver. So I'm like, I'm paying this damn insurance. I'm like, ain't nobody hit me. I'm not getting no speeding ticket. I do the speed limit, you know what I'm saying? Unless I'm late or something, but I totally feel you with the, <laughs> the um, adulting. And also, I had to move earlier. I had to move like earlier this year. I had to move from um, Jacksonville oh. back home to Tampa. And it's like, God damn, you don't realize the cost of moving when you moving move into a new place sucks. and you don't really have anything. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Is that enough? It's the worst. And don't let like the, like, you know, I've been fortunate enough to receive a bonus to move because I'm relocating, but that bonus ain't shit. That bonus ain't shit when it comes to moving. Like moving is like a you gonna put some bands into moving. Yeah. If you grown. <laughs> if you wanna get your stuff there in a decent amount of time and safely and in one piece. Exactly. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. So I totally feel you on that because oof, moving, I'm just like, my goodness. Uh moving will blitz your bank account real quick. Mm-hmm. You don't realize how much stuff you have until you move a couple of times. Yes, and then and then by the time you did your next move, you're like, okay, you just giving shit away now. You're like, okay, exactly. Like, okay, this ain't coming. I could probably replace this. Um, look, y'all could, hey, y'all want this? Come get it. You know what I'm saying? Just, just come get it. Come get it. Come get it. Exactly. Um, I have been thinking a lot about my future lately and I think it's just because I just applied to grad school but just thinking about like where I'm going to be living in a couple years or what I'm going to be doing um career-wise that has been on my mind lately I would say I think it it comes in spurts once you get past a certain age that will be a stressor for sure yes it is yes it is I, I I was thinking about that I was thinking about that too because um I had just, like I said, I secured another bag. I'm happy I got another job, but now I'm up to two jobs. But now I'm like, how long am I going to be at this main job? Because I'm already fed up with them. So it's like, and then one of my, I talked to one of my old employers and they were like, hey, if you want to come back, I can help you get you in here. I said, oh, okay. And y'all pay more? So I totally feel you on that. And Mm -hmm. also, I also want to see where this podcast thing takes me. Exactly. I was just about to say that too. Exactly. Yes, because it's like I've said I know I'm passionate about it, but I brother would love to have more than one sponsor, you know what I'm saying? So it's like and mm-hmm. I'm making connections, I'm trying to make connections and stuff, but I need these connections to be doing their part too. So if any of these connections I've been meeting, y'all hearing this, help a brother out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Slide on over to us too. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. And one time for my sister who texted me, um, while I'm recording, you know what I'm saying? Um, I love you, sis, but <laughs> uh, I'm literally looking at the notes and my sister's text me. So, hey, us podcasters, we have lives too, you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, so many plates in the air that we are juggling. Yes, yes we do. And yet, and yet, and still, every week we putting out episodes, you know what I'm saying? We plan yes. episodes. So all us content creators need some love, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. yes. Talk to them. Please talk Please. to them. let you preach. Yes, 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 because yes, yes. we be pressed by a lot of things, but yet, yet and still, y'all are getting a brand new episode every week, knowing we got 99 problems, like Jay-Z once said. <laughs> I 
All right, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. If you don't know now, you know. I don't care if it's dark. Look, I don't care if it's white. Look, I don't care if it's wine. I don't care if it's beer. Go ahead and pull it up, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're out somewhere, please tip your bartenders. And if you're home with somebody and they just made you a drink and that shit hitting, tip their asses too, goddammit. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and get some of these topics. <laughs> um, what do y'all think about black people who all, all of a sudden they want to counsel somebody because they're telling you the truth about something like they're telling you how it, how it is. And now they're being called a coon or they're just canceling you and stuff. I'm like, what is up with today's society? Like why the hell is everybody getting canceled for keeping it 100? I mean, this is something that Devin and I talk about all the time and I'll let Devin mm -hmm. talk about like how she feels like we should approach things. But from my perspective, I just feel like, it's a cross races that we're canceling people. Like there's, I don't know if, if you uh, follow sports VJ, but um, Rachel Nichols has been basically canceled. Stephen A. Smith was just in the fire yesterday <laughs> for um, something that he said. And it, you know, it just gets to the point of like, okay, these are, these are allies to the black community. These are people who have always been supportive of the black community, but because they said something that you disagree with, now it's an issue or like I think that things are taken out of context in you know in today's media because we can make this podcast right now and somebody can take the sentence I just said out of you know like an hour podcast um, and and you know is. now it's now that's front page news and not the other hour of shit that I said you feel me so I just in my personal life I just try not to be like I just try to practice like less judgment because I feel like that's where it comes from is like our generation, because we have this social media, we're able to judge people so much more frequently because there's a magnifying glass on everything you do. It's a camera everywhere. Yes. Yes. I was in it. That's funny that you took it that way. I took it opposite, which is another thing that Morgan and I have talked about is like people in the black community and like generations before us, like our generation has like constantly is working to unlearn a lot of behaviors. And I feel like taking accountability and ownership of something that's incorrect is like a big step that I feel like a lot of people in older generations don't do as often. They're just like, oh, we'll handle it or don't tell nobody about it. Or I'm like, this is how I've been. So this is how I'm going to be. And that's just how people are. I mean, I know I, I can't speak for the races. I know that that's how like some older black people are. So I just feel like something that I've said in the past is consequence culture is different than cancel culture where consequence culture is you call somebody out for doing something wrong you check them and then you push them in the right right direction to fix it and you hold them accountable for that but we don't cancel them because then they're not going to it's not a learning experience and they're just going to keep doing that same behavior in and and you know I don't know if we're if everybody's christian I think everybody is but like the bible says you know he who is uh, is without sin so how do you look canceling somebody for something that you could possibly do they just got a bigger micro you know a bigger magnifying glass to ex you know to show up the things that they've done wrong yes yes i agree with both y'all like from the sports aspect and also from the bible aspect because it's like there's only one perfect person that was jesus christ himself that was the only perfect person last time mm -hmm. i checked you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so it's like i take it as you know what y'all want to counsel everybody over every little goddamn thing mm -hmm. now there are some things that yeah you need to be counseled for but then there are some things i'm like seriously you're counseling them because they're telling the truth and going back to sports i take a look at how they handled the whole shikari richardson um situation it's like um mm -hmm. everybody was just talking about oh if you basically weren't saying let her run let her run everybody like oh you canceled but in reality Y'all the ones looking stupid for not knowing the rules because she ain't even asked for all that attention. Y'all asses just gave it to her. And then going back to um what Rachel Nichols has said about what Maria Taylor, yeah, it's unacceptable. Yes, it is. But it's like that's sometimes you got to know your area and know your circumstances. And it's like, and do I think she deserved to be canceled? I'm like, no, it's like. I think what she need to do is find another employer. If the, if you know this is what they're doing in the direction they're moving in, and you feel in your heart that you're just better, then why don't you just just shut up about it and just quietly make your moves in silence? That's what some people need to do. You know what I'm saying? And then you won't be canceled. And what I think about that, um, 
I definitely agree. We need to get back to consequence culture where we checking people for their actions and helping them get better, not just writing them off and making them fall off the face of the earth. Because I've been mm-hmm. hearing a lot of different takes that I just don't agree with. Because I heard Stephen A. Smith have to walk his words back by something he said about um, the Japanese baseball player Shohei Otani. I'm like, yeah, well, who gives a fuck uh-huh. if you need a damn translator? Shit. Yeah, like I mean, the the thing is with 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 both of them, in my opinion, is just like especially when it comes to black men, like the thing that I hate as a black female, like watching black men on TV is that black men always have to walk back what they say. You ever notice that they always, if you, yes, if that, you that's if true. Absolutely. a little bit too black and, and too masculine and sure of yourself, they going to dumb you down to where, you know, they get you to dance how they want you to dance. And I don't rock with that because I feel like what Stephen A said is how he felt. It wasn't shit racist about it. He literally said it, it makes it harder to market the game if there's not a person doing an interview in English. It's just the facts because a kid is not going to want to sit there and go through the patience of either reading the subtitles or listening to what the translator says after, you know, the player has already said what they said. That's his take. That's his opinion. How is that racist? Like, I, I just don't. And, and Rachel Nichols, in my opinion, I'm just like, okay, so I feel like she doesn't, you know, I don't think that she's saying anything like, Black people don't deserve this. Or like, she's just saying, I've been doing this for years. Y'all trying to rectify something y'all fucked up on by cutting into my hustle. Why you got to cut into my hustle to rectify some shit you fucked up on? You feel me? I don't know. I could go on and on, but. No, no I totally feel you. I totally feel you. you know <laughs> I definitely feel you. And it's like, and I feel like black sensitive black people took that way out of context. And my message yeah, that's what was, I was gonna say. Why are you going to get the hand that? Why are you trying to bite the hand that feeds you? That's how I felt about it. No. Rachel Nichols got one of the best sports shows on TV. I like the jump way better than uh, First Take Undisputed. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. My bad. No, you good. You good. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, yeah, I just think for her, she just was like, like how I saw it was she was just somebody who was bitter about her job situation. I think she should handle it differently, but people jumped on her. For the, I think the wrong reason. That's how I felt. I'm like, I can do that too. Yeah. So how do us black people just get back to like consequence culture rather than counsel culture? What What do y'all think it's gonna take? Because you know what, we gotta make some kind of um some kind of change. Because I'm getting tired of y'all. Every day you look up in social media, somebody new that got canceled because of something they said. I'm like, now you trending because of something you said, man. We gotta make some changes. What do y'all think? I think not reacting out of impulse always or jumping off of hearsay because you could see somebody retweet a heading from an article that was taken way out of context. And now you have this completely different narrative that you're now sharing to hundreds, thousands of people. Um, and, and like getting your facts straight first before reacting and thinking about it. And then also, um, I don't, I, I think some people get too into some celebrities' lives where they're like personally affected by some of the things that they say when it's like, I get like, if that was just a random person on the street, you wouldn't, I don't know, you wouldn't feel the same way. Sometimes I think it's too much. Right. Sometimes I think it's just too much. (laughs) I I think that we have to get back to to two things. Um, For one, and it it basically comes out of the same, same breath, but I think focusing on you and yourself and how you're going to better yourself. Because when you focus on yourself, you don't really have time to be canceling other people. And you also have mm-hmm. a, a an awareness of the of like the ways in which you're trying to get better as a human. So you're not gonna have judgment. You're not gonna have as much judgment, right, for somebody else because you know what it's like to be trying to do better yourself and to mess up yourself. So I just want people to really focus in on like them and their goals and like what they want to aspire to and just use these celebrity as inspiration. If they don't inspire you, don't fuck with them. Like that, I feel like it's that simple. Like if somebody yeah. don't inspire me, I don't fuck with them. Like I don't have to cancel them or nothing like that. I just don't rock with you. Yeah. And like, I'm never going to go leave a hateful comment on something. Cause you like, just, I feel like Britney Spears recently is one of the main people where like, it was a shock of like, Oh, we all owe Britney an apology for calling her crazy and all this stuff over the years, having no idea what was going on. So it's like, I'm never going to do that. And then also I feel like you can't, um, I don't know. Like I take some things that people say with a grain of salt because sometimes it's just part of their job 
to say some reckless stuff. Sometimes people are doing it for attention. Sometimes people are doing it to promote their new album that's about to drop just so they can get their name in the media. Like you have to be aware of like the scheme and finessing some of these people do to market their stuff also. Yes, I definitely agree with all of our points. And side note, if you gotta say some reckless things and get your name in the media just to promote something, then you really need to question who the fuck you are. You mm-hmm. really need to and question is your stuff that good? Stuff. Because I'm not about to be out here um, saying dumb shit, just bashing people and tearing people down just mm-hmm. to promote myself. If I know I have a damn good product, I'm going to promote it. I'm going to stand behind it without bashing anybody else. I am mm-hmm. going to show love for people that helped along the way. I'll do that. But I'm not about to sit here and bash somebody. So it's like because just to boost my own ego. Because if you got to do that, then you really got to question the quality of your product. Exactly. exactly. It's not exactly. going to be long. It's not going to be around very long. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to all people that are starting beefs and stuff and doing the dumb shit like and also, go back to sports for a minute, Scottie Pippen coming out with them comments. I'm like, bruh, it happened, damn it, 30 years ago. Let it go. We don't care no more. Yes, Michael Jordan came out with the last dance at the perfect time because all of our asses were stuck Val. out. Let no damn sports on. So you get your feelings hurt because, hey, he, he exposed you. So what? Let it go. Yes. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. I hope y'all done made that drink strong. Now, let's, let's, let's get into some relationship topics. Now, I was having a conversation with a loyal listener, and they told me that they've never had a talking stage. And then I've ta- I've seen other people posting, and they're saying, why are we going through this talking stage? Like, if we like it, if we're going to date, we're going to date. And if we're going to be in a relationship, let's be in a relationship. <laughs> what do y'all think about people that say, let's just bypass the talking stage? And should more people be like, let's just bypass the talking stage? Hmm. Go ahead, Devin. We already know you have some views. <laughs> okay. I feel like people need to define. Well, okay. Because the talking stage, I feel like, has changed by definition a couple times since it has evolved. But when I take the talking stages, is like talking and then you're dating and then you're exclusive. Like, that's just how I think about it. Um, I don't know if that's how you guys think about it, but I think that the talking stage is actually something that's good because it first, like, it depends on what you like, like and need, because like, sometimes you need to get to know somebody a little bit to figure out, like some people have problems taking it slow. And I feel like the talking stage allows you to get to know somebody so you can like better prepare yourself for a relationship if that's where you want to do or go in the opposite direction and not. Um, yeah, that's what I'll, I'll start it with that. <laughs> so follow question. So what's going on during the talking stage? Are you dating or what's, what's going on? Y'all just commit, y'all just texting, no meeting. Like what's all going on during the talking stage? I, um, go ahead. I, I was about to ask the same thing. The way that I understand it is that you see what i mean it's different <laughs> yeah i feel like the way that i see but also i'm I'm gonna say this before i am i make sure to communicate what the fuck are we doing like what's allowed and what's yeah. not allowed, and what are you doing and what am i doing because i've been in a talking stage before and been like falling for the person and i find yeah. out like because we're in talking stage they're gonna be open and honest oh you know i just want you to know i was messing with this person yeah. Why are you messing with anybody? So what yeah. are we really doing? So now, like that made me like very much get into like communication and deciding what I want. If I want a situation where we're not talking to nobody else, then we dating. You know, we right exactly. We, we've crossed that that threshold of like we are each other's. But um, if we're still in a phase of like I'm not ready to commit to you, whether that be, um, you know, financially. Distance. emotionally you know distance wise then then we're gonna be talking and i'm gonna use that talking stage to really like you know fill you out it's it's crazy that you ask this because they not always have this conversation because she's always yeah. been on to me about like because i stayed in the talking stage for with um with the current person i'm dating for i think what are we doing like eight months we're that's talking. a long time to be talking to somebody what? right Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, i i just i mean it that that just worked for us i guess and um 
you just have to outline the expectations. But that is a long time. But like at the end of the day, like we knew that it wasn't about like we want to rock with other people, but it was just like we had been in relationships before. Let's do this relationship right so that we can um you know, really mentally prepare ourselves for what that means. Cause when you're in a relationship, you ain't get, you don't get an option out car. You don't get a vacation. (laughs) And that's why I said that I think it's important that like, like, well, like I think it's definitely good to define it. Like you said, and then also it's different for different people. Like you were in yours for eight months. I was in my talking stage for like nine days. (laughs) So we've been dating for almost seven years. So like, it depends. Wow, that's that's some good stability, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like my talking stage probably aligns with Devin's. Like, we're talking and communicating, and then it's like, then we'll see what happens after the first date, and then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go date by date, you know what I'm saying? And then Mm -hmm. if after three or four dates, it's like, when this thing starts getting serious, then I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and be in a relationship. But I've, I've seen people on social media rush things, and guess what? Some of the people are married, so... Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what you do, you got to define it. You know what I'm saying? Are we talking to each other only? Are we still talking but still keeping your options open? Or what's what? And I had to learn the hard way. If somebody tells you to keep your options open, open, nine times out of ten, that person's not really into you. I feel like that's a good way to be. Mm -hmm. And be aware. They're talking to somebody else. Yeah, because, like, I just, I feel like it's hard for you to be saying to a person, like, I'm keeping my options open, and you're not really into them. I've just, I've never really been able to do it, to be quite honest. Like, if I'm into a person, I ain't really trying to hear, you know, whatever somebody else talking about. Right. Exactly. And also, if I'm not into, if they're not into me, I will respect the hell out of ones that will just say, and I realize the older you get, you just look back and you respect the ones that would just say to you, I'm just not into you, or I just see you as a friend. It may sting, but I would rather respect you for telling me that than mm-hmm. for me to be wasting my time with you, wasting my time spending time with you, going on dates with you, driving to come see you, you know what I'm saying? Wasting exactly. my time, my money, my gas, and come to find out you 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 just don't even like me like that. Exactly. Man, time is the only thing you can't get back in this life. Yep. Yes. Do not waste my time. Yep. Please don't, you know what I'm saying? Because because you know what? Because you will make the people that reject you, because if you waste someone's time, they're going to remember you for that, you know what I'm saying? They're going to remember you for how you treat them and how you waste their time, you know what I'm saying? And that's something, I don't care how many years go by, you might not be able to come back from that. You may be able to forgive them to have a conversation with them, but you might you ain't going to be welcome at the table. Okay. Period. Now, moving on. Now, this next topic, I pulled straight from a podcast. Um, Shout out to Coffee with Kendra. You know what I'm saying? I pulled this from her podcast. Um, She was on multiple episodes of Look and Talk. You know what I'm saying? And one of the episodes got a compliment. So I want to give a quick shout out to the 9 p.m. curfew for giving a compliment. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get a compliment, if us that that, that does something for us podcasters. That just gives us a sign that we doing the we on the right track, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This shit, she she was able to pinpoint what episode it was, and she said, "Hey, I got this and that from." I said, "Wow!" I said, "Damn, that's the first time I've ever heard that." But the topic I pulled from Coffee Kendra. Now, quick note: Do either one of y'all have kids? No, no, um, no kids here, no kids zone either. Now, no. let's just say y'all are out in the dating world. Y'all not currently talking to anybody. Do y'all feel like people with kids automatically have a strike against them? Yes. Um, it would depend on how old I am and how many baby moms they have. Ooh. Yeah, and for for me, it would. I would need to know the relationship with the child, the the other parent, right? Because definitely, you're coming. I, you know, I'm. I'm in a situation now where I have like a, I guess a, a step dog, like and that I feel like that already irritates me, like the fact step that dog, yeah, somebody they already had the dog, they got the dog together, she kept the dog, and now you know it's it's someone else's situation. If you, if you have a dog, do you understand? Because the dog, it, it's a whole thing. I'm not gonna get into it, but if it's a child, I can only imagine how much more, you know problems and intricacies go into that because you don't want to act like us as females like I don't want nobody to feel like you know I'm stepping on their toes like I'm trying to be their mama you know so I just I don't know I think that's hard so 
me being the age that I am, I feel like there's too many people out here without kids. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just play with them. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like I, I do find that now my age, it's like damn, it's like my people my age, they all got kids. Even people very young got kids. People ages you wouldn't think they have kids, but well, they have kids. I'm like, God right. damn. Yeah, man, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I know, I know, I know. It's okay to get started young. You don't know somebody's lifestyle, but I'm like, God damn, you got a kid at this age? God damn. That's a whole that you cannot get rid of that responsibility. Like a you kid really is can. like a they're like no. an ankle monitor or like a like a literal ball and chain. Yeah, that also brings you joy in life. <laughs> <laughs> that can also bring you joy in life, Morgan. Yeah, definitely. They're great. <laughs> like when I'm at the age where I want them. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, Cause, bro. Think about think about this right now. Think about you trying us trying to record this podcast. I know. And get other they child in the background screaming, they arguing, and you just try to record your podcast. Just get your behind. <laughs> just like so you can't news. Listen, that would be horrible. <laughs> But I will say this. I will give the single moms and single dads credit. Whenever they have recorded the podcast, they have made sure their kids are, like, somewhere else. Their kids are probably in another room doing whatever the hell they're doing. They're they're not being a distraction. Not the wood, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give them their props, you know what I'm saying? Those, that's a, those are good parents right there. Not saying the other ones are bad. Yeah. That's yeah. just also good prep. You know, do it during nap time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. look, I had one that I had one that was um she um she has like a small child and she was like, hey, these are the times I could do it. So I was like, I was able to get in, I was able to record with her for like mm-hmm. a, a good hour and a half, and um it was it went smooth. So so that's it's good, possible, you know. So, but how, VJ? Okay, so my question is, how do you navigate discipline as the step parent? Listen, I honestly, I've never made it to that point with a woman that where I'm like disciplining their kids, you know what I'm saying? I will just take the Russell Wilson approach, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to be chill. About it, you know what I'm going to tell the mama, look, you're all doing this, they're doing that, you need to tighten up. Now, if they have that relationship where they respect me and understand that I come from a place of love, then okay, we can make some happen. I'll probably, but I'm not going to be the hammer, you know what I'm saying? Because I've had some step parent. I had a step parent that was always looking to always looking to discipline. It's like taught people out there with kids, um, taught people out there who aren't parents with kids, who aren't parents and they're dating somebody with kids. Don't be trying to discipline that kid as if it's your kid, because that's not your kid. They're not gonna respect you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta build that rapport with them. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get mm-hmm. to know them before yeah. you just come in and rule with an iron fist. Because you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna drive that kid away from their parent. Because that parent, that kid is gonna grow up, and they're not gonna want nothing to do with that parent. Exactly. exactly. I, that, that's one thing. Both of my step parents, like the best thing that they did, and I think you can do as a step parent, is to come in and be like the the sanctuary. Like give the kid everything, not everything that the parent don't want them to have, but like, oh, you want some money? Like, cause then the kid, you know, the kid rock with you. They feel comfortable coming to you about certain situations. I'm grateful for my parents finding people that you know we're okay with them having kids, but I just, it's just not for me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Me right now. That's a different age too. Yes. I I would say the same thing. It's like, it's not, I would, I would have to really just really be crazy about the woman. It's like, Mm -hmm. because I thought I almost met one that I could have, but they kind of blindsided me. So it's like, it would have to be somebody that we are just head over heels this person is the one. They're doing everything that has I've never seen before. You know what I'm saying? They're being consistent. They're communicating. They're being that rock. You know what I'm saying? They're being that strong woman. Now, to answer the question, um, do people, do single people with kids get strike? I feel like they shouldn't because, you know what I'm saying? Because you can be a kid, a per- parent with a kid and still, you can still be a person with kids, still be a dope individual. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel mm-hmm. like you should be punished, you know what I'm saying, just because you have a kid. But but you can be punished if you're not taking care of that kid. That's why I would look at you like, oh, you have this kid, but you're trying to take care of. And also, if your shit ain't together, but yet you're throwing stones at me, telling me as a man, oh, you can't handle a woman with kids, you know what I'm saying, out of anger. 
not knowing that before you, I done dated a woman with three kids who treated me a lot better than you. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I really feel like it just depends on the person. And it's a case by case situation. Yes, definitely. I agree with that. Like, I don't think that they should have a strike against them at all. Like, I don't think that makes you a bad person or like, exactly. you know, it makes you like um, less desirable, less attractive at all. I, I think that, you know, seeing the right person be a, a mom or a dad, man, that can be extremely attractive. So I just, um, yeah, you just, you just have to take it, you know, one step at a time. It's like you said, like if I found somebody and I really rock with them and they had a dope kid, I think that would be cool. Agreed. Yes. yes. Um, like I said, and, um, like I said, because if you treat me right, I'm going to treat your kid right. I'm going to do where I'll go all. I will treat your kid. I love your kid as if it's they're my own son and my own daughter. You know what I'm saying? So, and um, because it just, like I said, like we've said, it just goes back to how you treat them. You know what I'm saying? How they treat you. Because how you treat it is what you get. You always reap what you sow. Remember that, people. Yep. Yep. So, so to all my single people with kids, I hope that answers the question. No, y'all mm -hmm. don't have a strike against y'all. So, if no. you know somebody, shoot your damn shot. Yeah, yeah, I, but oh, yeah. I would, I would add that, and it maybe it's not my place to say, but if you have kids, I wouldn't be looking for somebody. I would let somebody come into my life because, like, with a kid, it's so like, you know, y'all get what I'm saying? It's, it's, no, it's, I get what you're saying. You, you know, and and it, when that person comes into your life, if they coming into your life and you're not searching them out, I feel like they're gonna really be for you and your kid because they came to you. I think it depends on the age. Ooh. Because if you're older, like my parents, like they, I, I don't, like I didn't have a problem with them. Like if they, I mean, I don't know the details, but like if like someone who was my parents' age had kids who were grown and older, I think that it's okay for them to like, if, you know, go like be dating people. Yeah. Now, what do we define as older? Because if they have like adult kids, and okay, that don't really matter. But if their kids <laughs> like, are like, like small, or okay, be? I meant like like older, like like teenager, like okay. ones that you don't have to like change their diaper. They're a little bit more independent. I would. I, I still feel the same way about the teenagers, though, Dev, because well, like eighteen, nineteen out the house in college. Oh, okay, then no. And then also six. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like it differentiates between the ages. Yes. Now, if you get somebody within that 12 to 18 range, beware. beware uh -huh. because yeah. A real parent is going to rock with their kid. You know what I'm saying? And if yeah. you don't get along with the kid at that age, a real parent is going to rock with their kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they didn't put in that time. And that kid is on their hormones, doing some crazy. And yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yes, it's, it's definitely a lot. You know what I'm saying? So... It just, like I said, it's just the right situation at the right time. So to all my people with kids out there, no, there's not a strike against you, you ladies and gentlemen. Remember that. You heard it right here on Look at Talk. Look at Talk, <laughs> don't be pressed pod. We done agree that there's no strike against y'all. Now, moving on, y'all. Now, now for this next topic, y'all might want to really pour some drinks and put them kids away because we got to get spicy with this one. Could y'all be having sex with some? Could y'all have sex with somebody you had an argument with? Because I've heard this topic that sometimes couples be arguing with each other, and then right in the middle of the argument they having sex, and then then they 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 still go back to arguing. I'm like, if y'all beefing, why the hell y'all having sex? What do y'all think about that? Not go right back to arguing. Yeah, no. I <laughs> you you went right back to arguing. That'll never happen. I know people. It's just like because I've seen it happen where I guess a couple they just they just need that nut and then then after that it's just <laughs> oh they back to the bigger. I'm like then what was the point of sex then? Yeah, what what was the nut for? I'm confused because wasn't it supposed to like free you up? So like I don't know. I can't argue after that. I know well, people I that will do it. I'm first of all, I am screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I know people that do that intentionally because it's a turn on. That's like a we'll, crazy like, ass we'll turn pick, on. I know we'll pick an argument because seeing their partner all like heated and upset, like apparently they enjoy. You know, I don't know if y'all saw that movie Malcolm and Marie, but that shit sound like this is what this is like. 
Oh my god. That Oh yeah. I was just like, when are y'all going like when where's the culmination of like the sex? Like when do y'all make up or when do y'all leave? Like y'all not about to just sit here and argue the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And believe it or not, I actually watched that movie on Valentine's Day. Don't ask me why I watched it on Valentine's Day, but I did. Uh, did that come out around Valentine's Day? It did. I think it came out like two weeks before Valentine's Day. I feel like I watched it around. I know I didn't watch it on it, but I feel like I watched it around Valentine's Day too because now that I'm thinking about it. That's crazy. That is crazy. They did that like, on, you know they did that mess on purpose. That good marketing. That, that damn show was. They marking that damn breakup. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> you thinking you on? Because when I looked at it, I'm thinking, okay, it might be a love movie, but these motherfuckers just arguing. God damn. Yeah. yeah and at the end of it, I was like, so are they together? Are they not together? <laughs> and like the thing about the argument is, I could see both sides. And that's what was really pissing me off. Like, I could it see. It stresses like, you out. Yeah, I was like, this is too much like a real argument. Like, this is, if you ever, but it was too much like a real relationship. That's the most accurate portrayal of an argument I've ever seen on TV. It was. And I was like, because I'm like, you, I, I'm seeing both sides. I'm seeing where he came from and where she came from. I'm like, you know what? I don't get this. I'm surprised they didn't have sex with each other right in the middle of arguing. But could I sleep with somebody? <laughs> could I think about fucks? Could I fuck somebody I'm arguing with? No. We need to make up because I'm not thinking about sex if I'm be if I'm going through it with you. You know, what I'm saying I'm evaluating everything if I'm going through it with you. If we're in the middle of an argument, I'm like, how can we resolve? My my mind goes to either let's resolve this or let's let's just call it quits if we're not going to resolve this. I'm not thinking about sleeping with you. No, I'm not thinking about sexual energy when I'm mad. Go ahead and say it again. I'm sorry, I missed it. You missed what? The last thing you said. I said, um, for those of y'all at home, if y'all missed it too, what I said was, I'm I'm not thinking about having sex with you if I'm arguing with you, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking of either two things. I'm thinking either how we're going to resolve this, how we're going to come back together and make, make, make it work, or is this time for us just to haul ass? That's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking about sex. Yeah, I want to know what type of, like, you, you y'all seen Baby Boy. Yes, I'm not about to have that argument. Like that argument they was having. How many times can you have that argument, dog? And then to stop in the middle and pick it back up afterwards. (laughs) That's literally what you're talking about. Absolutely yes, not. damn, that is a really good analogy. Now you bring that up. That was really good. They could be arguing with each other, but then they'll be having that deep ass sex. I'm like, okay. That is, is this makeup sex? Is this halftime sex? What is this? Halftime. Halftime. <laughs> no, we're arguing. We're arguing. Bitch, I'm going to get naked. Then it's like, okay, back to arguing after we get our nut. I'm like, Yo, oh. I just can't imagine me being like in a full like anger and somebody just goes to make a move on me. Like, no, you didn't try to touch me. Like while yeah, I'm I, like I'm yeah. No. Hold on, but some women be doing that to me, you know. Oh my God! Y'all have it so I, hard. I'm, I'm like this girl. No, I'm mad with you. You know I'm mad. You know I'm mad. But you wanna wear this damn damn um lingerie on? What the fuck is wrong with you? You touching me this way? Knowing I'm mad with you. Because y'all are weak, so it's easy to get you to manipulate y'all. Yeah. Y'all weak when you the right way. Yeah, well, guess what? Well, what happened? Yeah. And then if we turn y'all down, and we have to be because, and if we turn y- down y'all advances, y'all, y'all gonna go back to y'all homegirls like, girl, I think he gay. You know what I'm saying? I think he gay or something. No, yeah, that's definitely what people do. There's no question about that. People definitely do that. You see, I can't make this up. Like, we can't win. It's like, damn. Man, oh, I'm like, damn, yeah. when really you just say I'm sorry or something like that, and then we can make up, then we can have the hot makeup sex. God damn. Yeah, it, I mean, some people do thrive off that, though. I feel like I thrive off it a little bit, but not like a full-fledged, like we really arguing. But I got to know that I'm playing. I'm not a, a real argument person. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to that point too. I'm just chill with my vibes. You know what I'm saying? I, I pick and choose my spots because 
what I've learned over the years is not everybody can argue on your on your level, and not everybody is on your level mentally. You know what I'm saying? It's oh my like, gosh! They dude. might not be in that place where they can receive or comprehend what you are saying. So it's like, so I pick and choose my spots, and also I pick and choose when I argue with you because if I don't argue with you, then maybe I don't see a future with you. Freak. Because that's how y'all women be doing. Because. You, if she's mad with you, she probably see a future with you. But if she's just um, nonchalant about it or whatever or getting real distant, oh, yeah, she plotting something. Okay, because I definitely am. I'm screaming. <laughs> hey, we keep it real now. Come on now. Keeping it real. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. We have hit the final rounds of season three. There's one more final round before the last call. But the last topic of the night is... Do y'all feel like men are only desired for how much money they can spend and are women only desired for their body? What do y'all think? Okay, I'm going to speak from the women's side first, I guess. <laughs> um, yes, because, eh, yes, because I have been in conversations, not always, there are some good people out there, but I've been in conversations with some other men and kids um, who say that somebody is worth talking to, worth having sex with, worth going after, even if their face is quote unquote ugly, but their body is, as they say, swinging the right way. I have heard that conversation. Um, we live in a world of social media where we have these ideal body parts, or, I mean, body like forms of before it was you have to be skinny to be beautiful. Now it's the curves thing. Who knows what it will be in 10 years. Um, I think women's bodies are definitely idolized. Yes. Um, I think, I mean, I guess I, I, I'll start off with a, a question that you guys don't have to answer, but think about everything. What in life is not transactional? everything's everything's transactional so for so long in history like what men brought to the table was protection and um can they provide right like that those were like one of the two main things that a man could bring to the table a woman brought to the table can she take care of the house and does she look good now those things are accentuated because like we were talking about earlier, social media just makes it crazy where now you got women doing drastic ass things to their body to meet these beauty standards, to get the right man. And then you have, you know, men who are just living regular lives, but because, you know, these sugar daddies are flying these women out, or you see the women on social media and the Instagram models, it makes some men feel inadequate because they're like, well, I can't fly you out. Um, so I, I think that if you're looking for a long-term relationship, you have to be looking for more than that, right? Like you have to be looking for those uh, intangible qualities. But I don't see um, anything wrong within reason um, with being attracted to somebody based off of their body type or like if you're a woman, like being attracted to, um, you know, I'm attracted to richer men. Now, if you say I only date rich men, it's just like the tall versus short conversation. D, we always talk about this. Like yep. you say, or light skin versus dark skin. My yep. preference is this. That's different from saying I will only date a foreign looking bitch. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, this. And then to go on and say, because black women are this and this and this and yes, this. Yeah, exactly. So like, you can have a preference. Like I just prefer my man to have a degree and to have a job that pays X amount, like that pays 70K because this is what I'm bringing to the table. And the man say, well, I just expect my girl to want to go work out and keep her body right because I keep myself right. You know, I feel like, you know, it's just, or I expect her to take care of the house because I make this amount of money. It, it's, it's all what you, you know what I mean? What, what works for you. Like, I, as I've gotten older, I've learned that like the relationship advice that we, that like I used to look for on social media and Google is mm -hmm. not helpful in my personal relationship because Google doesn't know me personally. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's real. That's real. And I definitely agree with that. Google does not know you. Social media does not know you. But it's like, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that, you know what? 
a woman can have a nice body, but can she give you what you need? You know what I'm saying? Can she be that supporter? You know what I'm saying? Can she be that one to pick you up when you're feeling down? You know what I'm saying? Can she be a team player? Can she look out for you in the mm-hmm. way you look out for her? You know what I'm saying? Am I expecting her to go half on me with everything? No. I'm expecting her to do some things, you know what okay. I'm saying? I, I still yes. expect to carry most of the weight being the man, but uh, do something that ain't going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, if, I'm, if we out if we out with each other, hell, if, if I pick up the first round, you get the next round. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that's the little things, you know what I'm saying? Because I've also, and I've also learned that that um, some men with all the money, y'all might want them, but guess what? They're going to treat you like shit. Some of them will. They, they, they're not going to love you. They're going to give you everything else you need because because to me, I feel like a person needs more than what things can buy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can get your nails done. You can have yourself looking fly. But does this man give a damn about your ambition? Does he give a damn what's really going on with you, where you at mentally? You know what I'm saying? Is he going to mm-hmm. pick you up when, when you take a major L? Is he going to congratulate you and keep you hungry? You know what I'm saying? Are y'all going to make each other better? That's the things I look for. I don't know about y'all, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like because too many times it's like we look at it, we fantasize about these Instagram models and stuff. But you know what? What's the point of fantasizing about them? Because you know what? They only Sometimes I see people with their body jobs and stuff. Y'all going too hard with that, you know? Okay. And some of it's not real. Some of them are so photoshopped. If you see them in person, they don't look like that in real life. They look like like you and me. And then I also think that, like what you were saying, all those things that, like, your ideal woman would bring to the table makes her more attractive. Same like the other way. So like the things that like somebody helping you out, being supportive, being ambitious, like all those things make somebody like more attractive physically also. Like they become more cute to you. <laughs> I agree. And- you know what I'm saying? Also, I will say this about physical attractions. Their weight can fluctuate, you know what I'm saying? Because okay. if you see somebody that might be big now, what's to say they're not in the gym getting it, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Or just you lost see that pounds. chick with the banging body on Instagram. What's she gonna look like 10 or 20 years from now when she gotta go to that job, go to that doctor to maintain that body? You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like mm-hmm. if you get the BBLs and stuff, it's like a car. It's like now you gotta maintain it like a damn car. Because if you take yeah. care of the car, you're gonna take care of yourself. And guess what? Not a lot of women getting that, they can't take care of it. So that's why they get older and stuff, they be having all them health problems. Multiple health problems. I just I don't know. I I crave like real people. Like I don't like I that's just my personal preference. Like I'm not going to be expecting you to look like, you know, a celebrity or an athlete because that's not, I I'm just attracted to real people. So I just, um, man, I, to look at, to be looking at a, an IG model and be like, yeah, this is real life. We know that's not real life. We walk around, like, give me somebody real who didn't been through some real shit mm-hmm. who ain't got money to be wasting on, uh, BBLs and, you know, um, I don't know what plastic surgery men get. I don't think they get anything. I hope not. Yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. They might get something, you know, they can't. Mm. But just because, going back to your point, just because this guy got a lot of money don't mean he's about to please you in every way you want to be pleased. Exactly. And that's what people need to realize. And that's what people that are on social media crying about some damn $200 dates and you not my man if you can't afford this and stuff. Well, but... Now y'all make Kevin Samuels look good, and that's why some of y'all were getting mad. And going back to something I said earlier in the podcast, if it weren't for y'all asses, I would have never discovered him. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like he checking mm. y'all asses. Yeah, he's a he's a trip. I, some of the stuff that he says, I'm like, damn, that's bold. But like, so, but like, in some respects, I feel I understand where he's coming from because I know so many females that like will literally expect. And I always use this example. Devin's heard me say it a thousand times. They will expect their man, their man to spend nine out of ten of his dollars, and they don't want to spend one on mm-hmm. the household. Nine out of ten of his dollars go to the household, and they're not trying to spend one. They're trying to pocket the whole thing. What do you bring to the table? You take your man on $200 dates? What gift did you give him on Valentine's Day besides your vagina? And what gift did you give him on his birthday? And if you got kids, what gift did you give him on Father's Day? Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. It's like, and also we got to get out of looking at what can you do for me financially or what can you do for me gifts wise? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, the biggest gift, a, a good gift, 
could just simply be being there, like looking over, and you go, you got somebody that's gonna ride for you, that's gonna die for you, that's gonna have your back, you know what I'm saying? That if something that's ready to go to war with you, you know what I'm saying? If some bullshit go down, they're gonna have your back, you know what I'm saying? That that's the real gift right there. I, you know what I'm saying? Fuck, fuck the whole body shit, you know what I'm saying? If you can have my back and we we build together, man, that's the winner right there. Yeah. I definitely think also it's important to um, be on the same page with your partner in all of those aspects to make it like easier, like your expectations are known. Um, so as to not be constantly fighting and bickering later on. Yes. <laughs> all that. All that. All right, ladies, we're going to wrap this thing up. Ladies and gentlemen, hope y'all have been enjoying Liquor Talk. Um, looks like somebody dropped off. Um, but we're gonna close with this. So, Devin, what can what y'all got in store for the people with don't be pressed, don't be pressed? Man, so we have a season coming up. It's coming out in September, so we'll be all over social media. But you can definitely check us out on on our website, www.dontbepressedpodcast.com. Um, we're don't be pressed pod on all socials: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Um, and we have a ton of cool merch too that you should definitely check out. That's real. That's real. Now, my last question to y'all, get y'all out here on this. Why should people subscribe to the Don't Be Pressed podcast? Because I know y'all are dope, but y'all need to tell the people why they need to go ahead and, and go to y'all website and check y'all out. Hmm, I'll, Morgan can add. I'll say that I think that right now there's a lot. Basically, there's a lot to be pressed about. And we talk about it. We cover it. And we share our personal experiences to overcome it. We laugh. Um, we get serious, but we're always real and we prove to you that, you know, sometimes it just ain't that deep and we don't want you to be pressed. Yeah, I think that um, realness is is a um, is in limited quantity these days and it's hard to find uh, people who are going to be real with you. And we just have like real deep conversations, conversations that people run away from or say, like, you know, this stays in the house because you know, it's traumatic or bring shame on the family or this or that, or like, you know, things that you're just embarrassed about, insecure about, like, we just touch on those things and, and bring a human aspect to them. And I feel like when you hear someone else going through what you've already been through, even if it's not like, you know, super serious, like a mental illness, like we talk about, or if it's something with just like being a, a the imposter syndrome, when you hear that, mm -hmm. when you know that other people are going to that, it gives you a community. And so mm -hmm. we love our diamond club, which is what we call our community. And um, we just want them to know that they're supported. So if you subscribe to us, you'll get a family. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. You get. And a big thing lately that I, I want to add also is we, each season is dedicated to bettering yourself somehow. We go through ourselves each episode as we would like our listeners to the Diamond Club as well. We challenge ourselves to come over our most, like like to challenge ourselves out of our comfort zones, to increase our self-esteem, esteem, um, self-love practices, self-care practices. Like we really focus on, on challenges, different ways that we can truly become our best selves. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Well, ladies, I want to thank you all for coming on Look at Talk, and I definitely appreciate y'all for having me on Don't Be Pressed Podcast. I look forward to that episode dropping. And if y'all ever want to work link up again, remember one thing: I might be in Florida, but I am just one DM away. But I definitely appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate um, it. We have fun. This is fun. So much fun. Yeah. Thanks for having us and reaching out and being on our show. We appreciated that too. Exactly. Yeah. Next time we're gonna come with uh we're gonna be a little bit more lit. We're gonna uh, be popping the bottles because um we gotta bring it for VJ next time. We do okay, okay. Uh, we look forward to that. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna definitely have to make that happen for season four. Also, thank you to listeners for out there listening, whether they listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast at. Also, thank you to Mr. Dewan J before they kill me, the premonition. A spoken word poetry that that is out now. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for sponsoring this episode. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all are nice and tipsy. I hope y'all got something from this, ladies and gentlemen. Until the next time we do look at talk, until the next time we are out this thing, deuces, ladies and gentlemen. If you're having a hard time, just take a shot and, and keep pushing. 
because we're trying to take over for the 21 and the 22. Thank you for listening to Look at Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. <laughs>